Blog Talk Radio. We all have inner work to do. Real life, real faith is an opportunity to connect with Cheryl and her guests as they take you on a journey to help you become your authentic self. Whether you need help goal setting, developing coping skills, or connecting with a power greater than yourself, Cheryl is here to walk with you on your path to personal transformation. Get inspired as Cheryl lets you become an active participant or just sit back and glean from the messages delivered. It's Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. Donald Trump consistently smears the character of Muslims. He disrespects other minorities, women, judges, even his own party leadership. He vows to build walls and ban us from this country. Donald Trump, you're asking Americans to trust you with their future. Let me ask you, have you even read the United States Constitution? I will, I will gladly lend you my copy. In this document, look for the words, look for the words liberty and equal protection of law. Have you ever been to Arlington Cemetery? Go look at the graves of brave patriots who died defending United States of America. You will see all faiths, genders, and ethnicities. You have sacrificed nothing, and no one. We cannot solve, we cannot solve our problems by building walls. That was Kazir Khan at the Democratic National Convention. He is the father of a slain United States military soldier. Um, he is also of the Muslim faith. And um, that was his response to some of the things that Donald Trump has been spreading since he has been running for uh, the Republican Party. And I want you to have an opportunity to hear what Donald Trump's response was to that. Hold on just one moment. There was a man named Kaiser Khan speaking at the Democratic Convention. His son, Captain Humayun Khan, was killed serving in Iraq. And he had some very tough questions for you. He said you wouldn't have even let his son in America. He, he, doesn't, know. he doesn't know that. I saw him. He was, uh, you know, very emotional and probably looked like uh, a nice guy to me. His wife, uh, if you look at his wife, she was standing there. She had nothing to say. She probably, maybe she wasn't allowed to have anything to say. You tell me, but plenty of people have written that. Uh, she uh, she was extremely quiet, and it looked like she had nothing to say. A lot of people have said that, uh, and personally, uh, I watched him 
I wish him the best of luck. George. What would you say to that, Father? Well, I'd say we've had a lot of problems with radical Islamic terrorism. That's what I'd say. We have a lot of problems where you look at San Bernardino, you look at Orlando, you look at the World Trade Center, you look at so many different things. You look at what happened to the priest over the weekend in Paris where his throat was cut, 85-year-old beloved Catholic priest. You look at what happened in Nice, France a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'd say you got to take a look at that because something's going on and it's not good. He said you have sacrificed nothing and no one. Well, that sounds... Uh, who wrote that? Did uh, Hillary's uh, scriptwriters write it? How would you answer that, Father? What sacrifice have you made for your country? I think I've made a lot of sacrifices. Uh, I work very, very hard. I've created thousands and thousands of jobs, tens of thousands of jobs. Uh, I think Those I've are sacrifices? Oh, sure. I think they're sacrifices. I think when I can employ thousands and thousands of people, take care of their education, take care of so many things, even in military, I mean, I was very responsible along with a group of people for getting the Vietnam Memorial built in downtown Manhattan, which to this day people thank me for. Uh, I raised and I have raised millions of dollars for the vets. I'm helping the vets a lot. I think my popularity with the vets is through the roof. So that was Donald Trump's response to Kazir Khan and uh, his question as to whether or not Donald Trump had ever made sacrifices. You know, I don't know what anybody else thinks, but when you talk about sacrificing a loved one or a child um, that has been taken away through um, something like military, you know, violence or what have you, and then you talk about creating jobs, not sure that those two things are equal to one another, but I don't know, you decide. Um, just, just another interesting thing that's been going on during this uh, campaign, campaign season. Very, very interesting. And, um, it, it still remains to be seen where we will end up in November. All I can do is tell you this. Can't tell you to vote for, but please, please, please go out and vote. It is of the utmost importance. Well, this is Real Life, Real Faith. I am your host, Cheryl Lacey Donovan, and this evening we are going to have the most awesome opportunity to speak with singer-songwriter Tara Denae. I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. Um, soulful singer-songwriter Tara Denae possesses an unusual depth and maturity that reaches beyond melody and lyrics. Her music has been called Blue-Eyed Soul, reflecting her rich, colorful voice and old soul persona. Her style and voice will captivate you instantly. And as we're speaking with her on tonight, I hope to be able to play one of her singles, um, later on this evening is entitled I Find Rest. Tara, thank you so much for joining us here this evening on Real Life Real Faith. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, you hear people say that sometimes that, that uh, people have an old soul, you know, that they it's like they've been here before. Have you always <laughs> been told that people always say that to you? Um, I've heard that ever since I was very little. Um you know, I, it's hard to see that in yourself, um, but mm -hmm. it's something that's come up fairly often, you know, as I've grown up and um, even as an adult. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that was something that, um, you know, when we were, you know, writing out the, the bio and everything that, um, you know, that the person that was writing that for me just wanted to include that because I guess it is just something that people notice um, about me. But, yeah, you know, we're... I'm always still growing and learning like everyone else, so yeah, so how long have you been interested in music what What does music mean to you? 
You know, I um, I have loved and, and wanted to do music ever since I was really, really little. Um, it was really kind of the only choice that I really saw for myself. I didn't really have a plan B in life. Um, it's always mm-hmm. been my passion. And, and so, uh, but really pursuing it consistently. Um, after I graduated college, just really um, going for uh you know, putting time in with the songwriting and um, trying to, you know, make connections and relationships. But um, I think I've always known that I wanted to do music. Wow. So when did you get your opportunity? When, who, who signed you? How did that whole thing come about? Because not everybody, <laughs> you know, a lot of people say that, you know, music and, and even writing, which is what I do, being an author and things like that, is something that they wanted yeah. to do all of their lives. Everyone doesn't necessarily get the opportunity. So how does that work out yeah. for you? Well, you know, um, I think that um, so much of it I can just attribute to God. I mean, I um, when I kind of set out to do this music thing, you know, I, I just continually prayed and said, you know what, Lord, if this is what you want for me, um, I just ask that you open the door. And it wasn't something that I was trying to go you know, make all these connections and push myself on anyone and, you know, knock on all these doors. Um, and so a lot of it came about through just friendships and relationships that I had um, built and um, made a, a connection with um, my producer, Roger Ryan. Um, he is the one that started the label that I'm actually now signed with. Um, but it just started out as, you know, just a relationship with him and thinking, you know, okay, maybe we should work on music together. And we worked on the, the single that um, I released not too long ago. And, and in that process, he decided that um, he was going to start a label and, and asked me to be a part of that. But it wasn't really something that I even thought was going to be a door that would open. Um, for me, it just kind of happened. And so, you know, I, I really attribute that to the Lord's you know, timing and purpose and plan. And and it, so it looks different for everybody. You know, um, I think a lot of people these days can do really well in music without having, um, you know, a label behind them. And um, so, but that was just the, the, the door that the, uh, the door the Lord opened for me um, recently. So. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that when, um, when I find myself writing books, or writing um, uh, chapters for different anthologies and things like that, many of the things that I write about are things that I either have experienced or are experiences of people that may have been close to me or around me, and I find it to be sort of cathartic. I find it um, a way to sort of let loose. Is, Is your music like that also? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, yeah. I I can't write a song without either having been through what I'm writing about or currently going through it. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. It's hard to write write truly something from your soul when you don't have any connection or experience with it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, everything that I write comes from personal experience. And, um, yeah, that's the only way I know how to write. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I definitely understand that because um, it's the same thing. You know, with writing books, I I applaud those people who can do uh, fiction books, and and even you know, yes. with them, I really believe that they may be calling them fiction, but 
but they, they probably had some type of experience with what they're writing about because it, yes. it, it just, I think it resonates when people can, um, it's almost like having a testimony. They can feel it. They can, it's tangible yeah. to them when it comes through and you're writing from your heart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think there's probably a lot, you know, the character development that writers go through must be attributed to to people that they've known, I would imagine, <laughs> in their, their personal life. Well, everybody, we're so. speaking with Tara Dene. She has a brand-new uh, single out entitled I Find Rest. And what I want to do right now is to go ahead and play that for you all so that you can hear it. It's a beautiful song. She's done an excellent, excellent job with this particular piece of music. And then when we come back, we'll talk to her a little bit more. Back in just a moment on Real Life, Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan.
Janae's constant companion since childhood. Tara grew up just outside of San Diego, California, but most do not peg her as a typical California girl. Instead of going to the beach on weekends, Tara spent almost all of her time in music rehearsals. Throughout high school, singing continued to be a big part of her life, and later she made the leap to pursue her passion by moving to Nashville. Tara graduated from Belmont University's commercial music program, and it was there that she found her love of songwriting, and I'm so glad that she did. Just a few moments ago, you heard her single, I Find Rest, and what an awesome, awesome song that is. There is no place better to be than resting with God, resting in the arms of Jesus, and it is just, mm-hmm. her voice is amazing. And Tara, listen, what inspired you to write that song? Mm-hmm. You know, that song is such a fundamental um, key part of my relationship with the Lord um, and a daily thing that I am learning how to do that it just kind of came out so naturally. um, You know, I think that's one of those lessons that we constantly need reminding of, um, of just to lay all our stuff every single day before God and allow him to give us his rest. And that's, it's, I feel like it's getting sometimes harder and harder to do um, just with everything that's kind of going on in our world and easy to get, you know, sucked into just the fear and um, the stress and all of that. And so I think we just need it now really more than ever. And I know I do um, personally. Yeah. So it kind of just came from that place, but um, you know, this is a song that I actually wrote almost eight years ago, um, and so, um, but it continues to speak to me every time I sing it, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to, you know, grow out of this message, it's, it's something I need for myself. Yeah, so what is, what is the message, you know, when, you, when you're writing your songs, when you're putting your music mm-hmm. out there for everyone to hear, uh, what what yeah. is the message that you want them to get from it, and who are you, you singing to and for? Uh, well, it definitely it depends on the song, but this song in particular, I, I think when I was, you know, sitting down to write it, I, I originally, you know, kind of started from a place of like, okay, you know, other people need to hear this, but, but as the song kind of developed, it really turned into something that, okay, I need to to hear this more than anything. And so instead of being a song that almost, you know, was kind of horizontal in a way, ended up really being a vertical song of, of to the Lord, you know, of, of just, God, every time I, you know, I lay this stuff before you, you give me your rest. Um, and so I, I hope that, you know, really people walk away with, with feeling that from me and my experience in the song. Um, and not so much of being a, a preachy type of thing, of a, a very personal experience mm-hmm. um, that, mm-hmm. you know, that I've had with the Lord. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I think that that is so important right now. You know, I, I like the, the fact that you said that it's not a preachy kind of thing because sometimes, you know, people just just want to hear authenticity. They just want to yeah. know you have a personal experience with God. It really doesn't matter whether you can quote, you know, every Bible verse, every scripture, but let me know yeah. what your, your testimony is. Let me know what your relationship is like. Let me know what he has yeah. done for you, and I think it's so important right now. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Testimony is so, so powerful. And that's, that's really what we have. We have is our testimony every day. And that's, that's Mm -hmm. what really moves and touches people is, is, 
you know, your personal story. Yeah. So now what what are you working on right now? What what's going on with you right now? Where you know, where are you headed? Yeah, um well we are in the studio um right now working on um a, a full project. Well I should say full project. It's gonna be E P so it's gonna be about seven songs. And um we're we're putting the music together right now and we're actually hoping to have the full project done here um probably going to be early early fall time um but we've got a single another single from that project that's being released in a couple of weeks <clears throat> and so so that's the the goal right now is just to get that all finished so that we can share it with everybody okay all right. now I, I was reading uh, in your bio and it, it talked a little bit about some of the some of the challenges that you may have faced as a, as a child and that that's yeah. one of the reasons why you have strong bond with music do you care to share mm-hmm. a little bit of that with us give us your testimony sure sure yeah um well i come from a broken home and um you know it was it was a really <clears throat> difficult um time in my life where kind of everything um, from you know our family really fell apart, and um, I'm the youngest in the family, and uh, it really kind of hit me in a different way than it did um, my older brothers. And so you know, music during that time it was about an eight year period of just really really difficult time in my uh, my family life and everything just really falling apart. And so you know that that foundation for me was was gone and God really became that for me more than ever. And so music was really just a tool that I think the Lord used to help me process a lot of what was going on during that time. Um, And so it kind of became my therapy, really um, my way of kind of escaping, but also, like I said, processing through what was happening. And um, it just, it was a, a, a happy place for me to be, working on music and feeling like I could write about my struggles and and sing about them and um, very healing, you know, in a way music just has the power to really heal us in so many ways. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was kind of what happened. Oh. Okay. Well, that that's an amazing testimony. And I know that um, one of the things that I have learned is that a lot of the things that we go through, there's depth, there's purpose in our pain. I hear people say that all the time, yeah. but as I get older, yeah. I recognize that to be true and that, you know, we are overcomers by the word of our testimony. And many yeah. people, you know, especially in, in, in Christendom, a lot of people don't want others to know what they've been through. They want people to believe that mm-hmm. they've always been where they are now, and that's so unfortunate because I really believe that sometimes we are holding on to other people's breakthrough because we refuse yeah. to tell them our testimony and let them know what we come through. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, that's true. And, you know, my heart, I have such a heart for, you know, young young girls and especially teen girls because that was such a vulnerable time of when I was going through a lot of that stuff. And so, you know, if you can can use those things that you've been through to speak into the life of those who may be experiencing, you know, the same, if not very similar things that you've been through to say, Hey, you know what? You're going to be okay. You know, you're going to get through this. You're going to get to the other side. This is some of the things I've learned. You know, there's hope to give them hope. Like that, that's so powerful. Mm -hmm. 
So do you have any aspirations perhaps to work with uh, teenage girls in the future or, you know, do you ever have an opportunity to go out and, and talk to them or speak to groups of teenage girls and, and tell them those things? Yeah, um, I do actually. Um, we we play music really frequently at um, the Nashville Rescue Mission here in town and um, there's a lot of um, teen girls, there's a lot of, uh, you know, young, young moms, which I, I can relate to as well. I'm a, I'm a mom as well. And so that's kind of an outlet where I can go and just encourage them and, um, you know, relate with their struggles and pray with them and, um, you know, just share songs and music. And so that's, that's been a really awesome thing to be able to do. That sounds really, really wonderful. I'm so happy to have an opportunity to have you here on the broadcast on tonight. Looking forward to big things. Uh, hopefully, if you ever get down here to Houston, Texas, I'll have an opportunity to meet you and maybe hear you yes. sing in person. But I just want yeah, you to know that, that would I be think awesome. that, uh, yeah, that would be great. But I, I want you to know that I think that your single is, is uh, man, I, I plan on tweeting it out and Facebooking it and anything Aww. else I can do with it so people know about it. <laughs> Thank um, and let you. It, let everybody, oh, yeah, no problem. Listen, when I hear something good, I recognize it, and I want everybody <laughs> to know. Finding rest in God, look, that's, look, that's what we all need that at some point. Yes, Let everybody yes, know yes. Can get in contact with you and how they can find out more about what you're doing. Yeah, um, you can go to my website, which is just taradenae.com. That's T-A-R-A-D-A-N-A-E.com. And, um, you know, that has all the information on there as far as social media and stuff, but you can also follow me on Twitter and um, Instagram with uh, Tara Dene Music or Facebook is just Tara Dene. So any of those places, I'm, I'm on there, and we can connect and follow along with what's going on. Tara, once again, thank you so much for joining us tonight here on Real Life, Real Faith. Thank you so much, Cheryl. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Listeners, that was Tara Denae with her new uh, uh, single that she has out, uh, I Find Rest. And like I said earlier, there's no better place to be than resting in God. Go out there and visit her website to find out more about her, taradenae.com. That's T-A-R-A. D-A-N-A-E. You can also uh, go to our uh, Facebook page, Real Life Real Faith with Cheryl Lacey Donovan. We have information about her there, and we'll be sending out more information also on Twitter at Real Faith Mag. You can visit her um, on Instagram as well, Tara Denae, as well as Real Life Real Faith on Instagram. And we'll have her information on there also to let you know more about what's coming for her in the future. And as always, well, first of all, we want to remind you about our award ceremony, the Changing the Narrative Awards that's happening here in Houston, Texas, at the Sterling Banquet Hall on November the 5th at 7 p.m. You can go out to awards.realliferealfaithmedia.com. That's awards realfaithmedia.com to find out more about that or to become a sponsor. And um, also, uh, make sure you visit our webpage, realliferealfaithmedia.com. And as always, we'd like to remind you that God can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Be blessed.